And set to go here for another night. AM 640, the employment hour, the Wednesday night edition. Ready to rock. And uh, here we go, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lior here to answer all your questions during the night. We'll get to the severancepaycalculator.com. And I uh, just want to remind you off the top here, as we had a bit of a sad day uh, this Wednesday, Gord Downey, uh, the tragical hit passing away last night, got word out, and a lot of condolences, a lot of uh, memories pouring in, and the ongoing history of new music with Alan Cross, uh, the tragically hit retrospective, will air here on 640 tonight, right at 8 o'clock, as soon as we wrap this this particular program so stay tuned for that it's going to be uh quite uh, quite amazing buddy how are you we always start with the week that was how are you thanks john and, and certainly today a very very sad day uh you know if, if you're a canadian if, if you've lived here in this country you know who gore downey is you, mm-hmm. you you respect and you love him and the hip and and you know we're all feeling the loss today uh we're here to talk about employment law rights so we're here to talk about your rights in the workplace if you have a job or lost it then you know this is the time of year uh, unfortunately the, the fall where employers make changes uh john you know there's there's restructuring happening there's uh, uh getting ready for the following year for 2018 and you know you may not have done anything wrong but you may find yourself uh in a restructuring and losing your job because of that so you really have to know what your rights are yeah. or maybe you're not in a restructuring there's just something happening your boss is not treating you properly your terms of employment have changed you've been harassed etc you want to know what to do you don't want to know what those rights are so give us a call right now we're here to eight o'clock and if you don't want to talk to us on the air call me in the office Let, let's chat privately let's go over your matter you know, we, we heard in the news just this week alone, John, uh, Loblaw is letting go about 500 people. Yeah. I've already started talking with a number of people that have lost jobs there. And what I'm going to say is you really got to give me a call if, if you're one of these yeah. folks. But to start off, in the week there was a couple of situations that I saw. Uh, first uh, situation involved uh, a lady that uh, was off on a medical leave for about 15 weeks, some, some, some uh, serious mental health issues uh, because of a loss in her family. And when she came back to work, literally as she walked in at 9 o'clock after being cleared to return back to work, she was called into a meeting and was handed termination papers. Ah. Now, uh, she had been there for five years, and she was told she's going to get four weeks' pay. Now, she contacted me almost right away, but the reason she contacted me, John, is she wanted to know, because she's been there now for five years, shouldn't she be getting five weeks instead of (laughs) four weeks? So she said, well, you know, I think it should be five weeks. I've, I've just had my five-year anniversary. Why is it four weeks? Well, John, man, I, I, I think you know where I'm going to go with this. But yeah. that was not the right question actually to ask. Because first of all, it's not a question of four weeks, five weeks. Uh, in her situation, I assessed her as being owed more than six months pay, months, not weeks. There's no such thing as a week per year like she believed and like many other people believe. So that was number one. She was owed a heck of a lot more severance than what she realized. But second, and potentially even more importantly, John, why did they let her go? She's off on a medical leave for three and a half months. She comes back here. You're gone. Doesn't that sound like a human rights violation? Doesn't that sound like they're letting her go because she was on a, on a medical leave? Well, that's illegal. She may be owed human rights damages, and the company should, you know, should be made to pay if that's what they did. So there's some serious issues here, and, I'm, and I've explained those to her, and I'm working with her to, to resolve that. But it always strikes me, strikes me that the people sometimes still may get confused about their rights, may still believe these misconceptions. If they had told her, John, that they're going to pay her five weeks, she would have accepted, she wouldn't have thought yeah. differently, and she would have walked away from significant entitlements. So if that happens to you, please, you lose your job. Don't make any assumptions. Don't believe things that are not true. 
give me a call. Let's talk about this. Let's get to the bottom of what happened and make sure that you get everything that you're owed. Absolutely. Just play it safe and call anyway. Can't do any harm. It'll guarantee you do some good. Dave, a first call tonight. How are you, pal? I'm fine, thanks. Good. What's, uh, what's your concern? I'm just wondering. I've, uh, I'm in a management position, and uh, there's an organizational change uh, going on, and uh, it looks like they're going to lock on uh, a bunch of responsibilities and uh, accountabilities I haven't had for past six years I've been in this position. So um, does, that, uh, does that constitute a kind of a change in... Um, uh, work arrangement, or does that mean anything? Now, David, am I right to say that they're probably not going to be increasing your pay? I'm sorry? Am I right to say that they're probably not going to be increasing your pay? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's likely, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so, so they want you to do more work, to do different work, but they don't feel like they have to pay you more. Well, here's the thing, uh, Dave. If what they're offering or what they're going to be doing, what they're, the duties that they're going to be at, if they're significantly different and if it results for significantly more work, then no, they don't have a right to do that. That's a significant change to the terms of employment, and you may be able to treat that as a constructive dismissal. Now, if it's one of those things where you know you used to do A, B, and C, and now you're also going to do D, but that doesn't take that much time, it may be okay. But if now you're going to do D, E, and F as well, and it's going to add more hours to your week, no, they can't do that. They can't just unilaterally change your job that way. That's not the deal. That's not the, the bargain that you guys have. So I would talk to them. I would explain to them why it doesn't make sense, why it's unfair. But if they do it anyway, if they say, too bad, so sad, we're going to do this, well, then you have to give me a call because we need to talk about constructive dismissal. We need to talk about whether it makes sense to get you out of there and get you your full severance, uh, because no, they don't have a right to do that, Dave. Okay. Now, and what about if I if they do offer me, uh, you know, an increase in in pay, and and then it, then does it become my choice to say yay or nay? Well, listen, it's more reasonable if they they increase your pay, but you still have a right to say no. If they change your job significantly, even if they want to compensate you for it, you don't have to accept it. At that point, it may become a more attractive proposition for you. You may say, okay, well, if you're going to pay me more, hey, I, I don't mind. But to the extent that that's still not something you want to do and the job that you're going to be doing now is very different, that could still be a constructive dismissal. So if that happens, increase in pay or no increase in pay, you may be able to be in a constructive dismissal situation, and we really should be discussing that off air. Dave, the number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Appreciate your call, Michael. I see you there. Just hang on. We'll get to you after a short break. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sell more of your phone calls and lots more of the employment hour just ahead. Talk radio AM six forty severancepaycalculator.com dot com is the uh, the website. Help people uh, clarify and find out exactly what their uh, severance should be. Give me some details, big guy. Well, John, if you lost your job, you want to know how much you are owed, there's a tool that I created that allows you to find out exactly. You don't have to wonder. You know, I started off by talking the week that was with the lady that wanted to know if she should be getting four or five weeks. Well, she could have used a severance calculator and found out exactly how much she's owed over six months' pay. How do you do it? You go to severancepaycalculator.com. Again, it's severancepaycalculator.com. You answer three simple questions. If it takes you more than 10 seconds, I would be utterly shocked. And then you're done. You find out how many weeks or months pay you are owed. It can even calculate that for you in dollars if, if you want. 
Uh, it's such an important tool to have. Uh, I started off also saying that this is the time of year, restructuring, people are going to lose their job, even if they've done nothing wrong, okay? It's just the nature of the beast. Well, if that happens, you absolutely have to know how much you're owed. You absolutely must know that. So that's what the calculator is for, severancepaycalculator.com. You make it the first place you go to if you lose your job. And, you know, if you talk to your friend, maybe they're one of the 500 people losing their job at Loblaws or, or anywhere else. You tell them to go to severancepaycalculator.com. And, you know, a lot of people are going to use that during the show tonight. They're going to go, wow, my severance offer says three weeks. This thing says three months. There must be a bug in your system there. Nope. Yeah, no, there's no bug in the system. It's accurate. It's uh, completely right. It's really the way the law works here. So many people are confused. There's half-truths. If it was obvious, if everyone knew how much severance they were owed, I wouldn't have bothered creating the calculator. It's there because you need that information, and it's not easy to find that information otherwise. So check it out. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell is the number. Teresa, good evening. Hello. Hi, Teresa. What's your concern? Hi there. Um, I'm currently on stress leave. Uh, It's been three months now. Um, I've been diagnosed with anxiety and depression following harassment at work. Okay. And I'm getting nowhere with HR. I've gone through two different HR departments, and recently I heard back that they don't classify what I've been going through as harassment. And uh, I'm waiting now to hear back again from from my management whether they can make any changes that would um, satisfy, um, you know, make it make it a work environment that I can go back to. Mm-hmm. And Lisa, I'm can just you wondering a, now, uh, uh, what can, can I you do? Give me a sense of what type of harassment, what what was going on that that made it uh, made it so bad you had to go off on a leave. Um, well, there was a lot of a lot of. I have a new team leader who who just is never happy and is constantly bad mouthing people uh, behind their backs, in front of their backs, just negative, negative, negative. Uh, just doing things like I I work from home half the time, and he would be changing meetings to days when I'm scheduled to work at home, so that I would be forced to go into the office. Right. Um, just, right. Just nastiness. So, Teresa, I mean, obviously, there's, I'm sure, a lot more to the story, but, uh, you know, from a very brief, the very brief description that you gave me, it, it sounds exactly like harassment. It sounds like, you know, the definition of harassment. So, uh, and I think you did exactly the right thing. I always say the first thing you do if you're dealing with harassment in the workplace, you go talk to your employer. You tell your employer, give them the opportunity to fix the problem. And, and you've done that, and I think you've, you've been doing that several times, and they haven't fixed it. So, at some point, and I think you've reached that point, you, you, you have to do something else. So here's what we could do here. We could do one of two things. Either I can give them a kick in the pants and say, you better deal with this or else. And, and you know, once they, they hear from a lawyer, they're going to they're gonna be very careful. They're going to de- deal with it seriously. And they're going to do what they're supposed to do, which is to fix the problem, to maybe put measures in place that you don't have to deal with this uh, particular person, etc. If that doesn't work or if you don't want that, we may be able to treat your employment as, as being constructively dismissed. A poison work environment has been created. You try to fix it. They won't fix it. You may have a right to leave and get severance. So you may be in a position to decide what's better for you. Is it better for you to, to stay there uh, and see, uh, give it a chance if we can fix it? Or I, have you had enough and you're ready to leave? Either way, I can help you. You've done exactly the right thing. And I know it's frustrating that they haven't done what they're supposed to. So let me help you fix the problem. 
That would be great. I, I need to ask you, though, now today, uh, the insurance company that's been paying my short-term disability benefits, right. they um, sent me an email saying that uh, they've extended my short-term disability until November, Okay. and they want me to see their doctor now. Yep. Yeah, and certainly that happens. And, you know, remember, they're in the business of, of trying to ultimately find a way to, to get you off their payroll, if you know yes. what I mean. Yes, so, of course. So, so exactly. So let me let me talk to you about this out there, and I can connect you with Sivan Tamarkin, my partner. He also does the insurance and injury law show here on 640, and he deals exclusively with insurance matters, with disability matters. So we can help you make sure that, that whatever the insurance company is asking is legitimate, that you don't do anything to compromise your rights. So please don't don't go see that doctor. Don't respond to them until you speak with Sivan. Uh, so we can deal with that, uh, and ultimately we need to also decide, or you need to decide, how you want to deal with your employer. I'd be more than happy to help you. Uh, I, I applaud you for doing the right thing, and, and hopefully we can still fix it. But if we can't fix it, we can get you out of there. Teresa, that number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Make that call tomorrow one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Let me uh, get John in here before we uh, take a break. Hi, John. How are you? Hey, thanks for taking my call. No worries. What's going on? Uh, I needed some advice. Uh, I'm not sure if I, you know, if it'd be destructive uh, dismissal or not. But basically, I work on average of uh, 100 and on the low end, on the 128 hours biweekly to 162 hours biweekly. Wow. And yeah, it's a lot. It's basically like 18-hour shifts every day, but yeah, during weekends. But basically, what happened is um, they got this new guy to come in, and uh, I'm not sure like what they're trying to do. And, you know, I'm a very experienced machinist, 18 years into the job. And I kind of feel like, like, I'm not sure if I should leave because there's been some issues with uh, other departments in my company. And I kind of feel like the blame is being misplaced, especially if you think about if someone can work like a dog like that, mm-hmm. which I've learned now that working uh, hard doesn't, doesn't really get you anywhere. So, so John, are you part of a do. union? Are you part of a union? No, not, that's the thing. I'm not part of a union, so. Okay, good. Okay. So, and how long have you worked there, John? At th- this company only uh, three years now. Okay. But I feel so, like kind of like I'm being taken advantage of Yeah, so so you feel you're not being properly treated, you're not properly being, you know, recognized for for the work that you do, and, and that, uh, you know, maybe there's even an element there somewhat of, of harassment potentially. So uh, A little bit. I can give you, like, a little scenario if you want. So what, uh, I, yeah. what I would propose we do, John, is because this may well be a constructive dismissal, and I want to get some details. I would, I would like to understand what happened, who was involved, what you did about it, to see if there's anything in writing. So I, I certainly would like to sit down and have the opportunity to speak to you uh, privately about this. All I can tell you is, yeah, if you can establish that they're mistreating you, uh, that they're uh, being unreasonable to you, that they're making your life more difficult at work, yeah, that absolutely could be a constructive dismissal. What you may be looking at is a poison work environment, and if that's the case, you may be able, if you choose, to leave with severance. So, you know, the devil's in the details. So let's you and I talk off air. John here is going to give you the, the phone number, uh, and, and I want to speak to you privately and get all the information so that we have time to go over it uh, in detail. John, that number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred or Lior L I O R at employmenthour.com. We'll take another short break about your phone calls and we'll get into recruiting employees from another job. That topic for tonight. 
We have wide open lines for you to call here tonight, uh, barring that, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com, and Lior's number anytime at the office to give him a call off air if you're shy, bashful, 1-855-821-5900 would be the one. Recruiting employees from another job, let's get into this for a little bit because people always talk about this, and we talk about it on the show from time to time. So do companies actually, do they contact employees that already uh, have a job to convince them, say, to leave? You know, it is actually quite common, uh, John, and, you know, people don't just get jobs because they look for jobs. Oftentimes, people are sought after, and, and sometimes you may get a call from a, a recruiter, you may get a call from some headhunter or a company or an HR person, may may know you either from the industry, may have heard of you, maybe found you online on Google and, and said, you know what, based on what I see and what I know, you may have the right skills, the right experience for the position that we're looking to fill. So, yeah, it is quite common, John, to, to see individuals that are not looking to leave, not uh, shopping their resume out. And all of a sudden, yeah, their approach, they're being now offered a position out of nowhere. They weren't thinking to leave. And, you know, what we want to talk about over the next uh, few minutes is, well, what happens if they leave? What happens if they left their job and things didn't work out? You know, what does that mean? So we're going to cover that and, and give some information to those who may have left the job to take on another job and, and what they need to know in those situations. So we'll look at it from the angle of not whether it's potentially happening or whether it has happened. How about this? The, the employee leaves the old job, joins a new company, sticks around for a little bit, things go sour, and they're let go. Yeah, and, and that's really the key here. And that's kind of the worst scenario. If you have a job, you're happy, you're not looking to leave, but you know what, your approach, someone comes to you and they convince you to leave. They say, this is a great opportunity. You're going to make more money. We're going to uh, you know, promote you. Look at how great a company we have here. So, okay, well, you know what? It sounds so attractive. I'm going to do it. So you take on this new job and all of a sudden or, or after a while, whether it's six months or a year or even a couple of years, you lose that job. They let you go. Things didn't work out. It turns out that what they said didn't happen. And you're sitting there very, very frustrated thinking, wait a second, I had a job. I didn't want to leave the job. You made me. You came to me and convinced me to leave. And now I'm left without any job. You let me go. Well, what happens in those situations, John, obviously the employee is entitled to severance. But in that type of situation where the employee has left that secure job, they may be entitled to enhanced severance. In fact, they may be entitled to severance that recognizes the time they had with the previous company. So to use an example, if I've worked for a company for 10 years, they can, uh, another company came and convinced me to leave and join them, and I worked for that second company for one year, and they let me go, well, guess what? I may be entitled to get severance as, a, as an 11-year employee, wow. the one year with the, the new company and the 10 years with the previous company. So that could be a huge, huge factor. So you have to be very mindful of that. If you've been recruited from another job and you lose that second job, remember, the same rules may not apply to you. You may be owed more severance than another employee would be owed. You really have to give me a call in that situation so we can discuss the particulars. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sell. So if you do go for this this inducement, what they call, and you're in the new job, before you start, would it be wise to look at the employment agreement that says we will not recognize your brief? service yeah you know this is the key and man I, I i i see this happen so many times that someone leaves that secure job they're not looking to leave as i said they've been recruited away but they sign an employment agreement that says we're not going to recognize past service or forget that it would say you're on probation or we right. can let you go with just minimal severance why 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 would you leave a secure job to take on another job where you can be on probation unless of course you didn't <laughs> want to work at that first job and you want to leave it fine but if you're not looking to leave and someone's convincing you to leave with big promises, why would you ever agree to be on probation? 
Why would you agree to limit your future severance? Don't ever do that, ever, ever, ever. What you want to do instead is make sure there's no probation. There's nothing in the agreement that limits your entitlements and limits your severance. You want to have that knowledge that if things go sour, if things go the way you don't expect them and you don't want them to go, you have legal recourse. So if the company really wants you, you don't have to agree to, to, to probation. They should agree to waive that period. If they so, are so convinced that you're the right uh, guy or girl for the job, then why are they putting you on probation? Nonsense. Don't ever agree to that. Yeah. Don't give up your rights if you're leaving a secure job. Makes so much sense. We'll take a, a short break. More of your phone calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 is the number. You can uh, email Lior as well, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Lots more on the way right till 8 o'clock tonight. And right back at it to the phones we go. Thanks for uh, hanging in there, Cole. We'll get to you. How are you? Good, very good. How are you? Excellent. What's uh, what's your concern tonight? My, my question is, uh, five months ago, I changed my employment from a previous organization to a new one. I recently learned that uh, the previous organization I was working in, uh, they increased the hourly rate, and they have to pay a retro pay starting January. My question would be, am I entitled from that retro pay from January until the time that I left the company uh, now that I have left? No, no, that you're you're not entitled to it unless you had an agreement at that point uh, that they would pay you a certain rate and they weren't abiding by it. Then you may be able to take legal action to enforce that agreement. But if they've simply decided since then to to increase pay, uh, now is, is that uni- a workplace unionized? Yes, it was. I see. Okay, so I. Did they decide that because that because of the terms of the collective agreement, they were required to give people retroactive pay increases? Yeah, I, uh, I would say yes, but so, the, so that, I'm not even explained. But I would say yes because it was in uh, in the terms of uh, renegotiating the uh, the collective agreement. Well, you know, then then it's an interesting situation. If they decided that somehow that there was something wrong going on and and the employer was owed the employees money, then yeah, they may owe you money as well. Uh, it really depends why the pay increase and why the retroactive pay. But because you were part of a union, the only one that can answer that question, the only one that would have that information is the union. So you have to ask the union that question. And if, if the decision is or the, the answer is yes, you wrote that, then the only one that can pursue that would be the union. They would be able to file a grievance, yeah. even though you're, st- you're not working there anymore, uh, and, and pursue that for you. You can't do this on your own. You can't do this with a lawyer. It has to be the union. And they would know why the pay increase. They would know why it's retroactive. Usually you don't get it if you're not there, but in this situation you might, and you really should ask the union that as soon as possible. Appreciate your call. Cole, uh, i got John on line. Hey, John, good evening. Hey, how are you? Good, man. What's uh, what's happening with you? Uh, I just got a question. Uh, calling from my mom. She's been with the company for, uh, for, uh, for a long time now, for about 20 years, and she's been uh, recently diagnosed with... Uh, with a severe with a severe disease, and I'm just uh, wondering what her options are. So uh, obviously, she's not going to be able to work for a while. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So does does the company have uh, either a short term or long term disability plan? They do not. No. Okay. So if they don't have a short term or long term disability plan, she can apply for EI disability benefits. Uh, she would ask her employer for a record of employment that would say that she she's not working right now for medical reasons. The EI could pay her for a few months. She may also qualify for uh, CPP, uh, Canada Pension Plan Disability Benefits, that she could apply for. Uh, and, and so though, in terms of compensation while she's away, those are the avenues, employment insurance and CPP. Now, 
In the meantime, while she's off work, she still remains an employee of the company, which means six months, eight months, a year, two years, whatever it is later, uh, if she is ready to come back to work, her employer has to take her back. She continues to accrue seniority. If the employer doesn't take her back, she, she would be able to complete severance. So, uh, so she's still an employee, and because there's no disability, she should apply for EI as soon as possible. She needs to give, in the meantime, her employer a doctor's note. That, that says that she can't work for the foreseeable future. She should keep okay. her employer updated while she's away. So every once in a while, you know, give an updated note saying, you know, she's still under treatment, uh, we'll evaluate again in a few weeks, whatever it is. And that's it. The only thing she needs to be off work is uh, a doctor's note. It doesn't need to be more complicated than that. She doesn't have to say why she's off, like what the medical condition is, just that she can't work for medical reasons. That's the only okay. thing. So, so after her like employment's right after the employment insurance runs out at 15 weeks she still has the benefits package indefinitely until she comes back no not necessarily the employer does not is not obligated to continue her benefits some employers do some employers don't but they don't have to so when i talk about benefits i'm talking about health dental those types of benefits the company may may decide not to continue those benefits while she's away and, and they they don't have the legal obligation to do so so okay. that's something she needs to ask them in terms of what that company does. Just like they don't have to pay her her salary while she's not working, they don't have to continue her benefits. So, uh, so she's still an employee on the book. In other words, is she still earning seniority? That time that she's off on a medical leave counts towards her seniority, but they don't have to continue her benefits, John. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. John, we appreciate your call as well. We'll take a quick break here. We'll get to you, Chris, and your calls as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lots of phone calls pouring in. We'll get to them one by one by one. That's how we roll. We'll get to Chris online. Chris, thanks for hanging in, pal. How are you? I'm okay. How are you guys? Good, sir. What's uh, what's going on with you? Um, I just had a question from uh, an employer base. If we had an, uh, uh, if you have an employee that been working with you for, for some time, ran into some personal issues, and you were giving them advance on pay, Right. but now their work ethic and standard of work is falling back, and you're contemplating letting them go, can you, is, is severance still owed, or can you hold that advance pay in Good lieu question. of severance? Excellent question. Absolutely excellent question. And, and the answer is no. You you, you can't uh, you can't deduct it. So he owes you the money. Don't don't get me wrong. But uh, you, you'd have to collect it other ways. You may you, you'd ask for it. If not, you could take legal action. But you can't say, well, you owe me a thousand dollars. So instead of paying you two thousand dollars severance, I'm only going to pay you a thousand. It, it doesn't work that way. An employer is not allowed to deduct amounts that the employee owes from what the employer owes the employee. So uh, unless, of course, there's an agreement in place. Now, you're allowed to have an agreement with the employee saying that, uh, you know, if I ever owe you severance, I can deduct those amounts. But if there's no agreement, a written agreement that says that, you cannot deduct, which means you have to pay severance and, and hope that uh, this guy is a decent guy and, and pays you back what he owes you. Uh, that's why I always say if you ever give advances and you give someone a special deal like that, you want to have a written agreement in place that sets out the terms of that advance. But if that didn't happen, uh, you know, the best advice I can give you is uh, you still have to pay the severance, uh, Chris. Okay. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. We appreciate your call, and we'll get to uh, to you, Vince. Good evening. How are you? Hey, Vince. Vince, you there, pal? 
Hey, how are you? Sorry. Good. What's going on? Uh, I'm just calling on behalf of my brother. He can't uh, call in right now. He's uh, mm-hmm. quite busy. But um, essentially, uh, the story is he's been with the company for just over two years. Uh, recently, uh, they're expecting uh, a new child. Um, went on vacation, uh, got back from vacation, and uh, he was told that he was going to be let go for cause. Um, now, the problem is they, they've given him two weeks of severance. He hasn't signed anything. His con- his, sorry, his release letter <coughs> sorry, uh, basically stated that uh, he was released with... Uh, uh, by with no cause, um, and the reasoning behind it was basically they uh, the position is not a lot is no longer needed, and uh, he cost the money too. Uh, sorry, he cost the company too much money. Well, Vince, listen. If the agreement itself says there's no cause, clearly there's no cause. And if your brother goes on vacation and he comes back, well, obviously he didn't do anything wrong while he was on vacation because he wasn't there. So, so it just doesn't make sense that there will be cause. And and for it to be cause, it, it wouldn't even be enough to show that your brother did something wrong. It would have to be something very, very wrong, very yeah. bad. So I'm gonna, you know, use the company's words and treat this as a, as a without cause termination. Yeah, which means he gets severance. So that means two weeks is not even close to being enough. So he's been there for two years. Uh, what kind of a job, and how old is your brother? Uh, my brother's uh, uh, he's 31 years old, um, and uh, when he first started with the company, he was uh, like um, a, like a lower level type of management, and then he actually a year later he was promoted to a higher level. Um, sorry, and the other thing was that um, he's been given bonus. Um, two years in a row of Christmas bonuses, but there's no contract saying that uh, he's owed bonuses as well. But he's he's been given bonus each year. So he probably is owed three, even potentially as much as four months' pay. Months, not weeks, Vince. And if there's a history of bonuses, and two years is a history, yeah, he may be owed bonus uh, both for this year and potentially for the severance period. So, yeah, two weeks would potentially make this a wrongful dismissal. So I know he's busy right now, but you made the, you did the right thing and you called the show. But now what you have to do, Vince, is you got to get him to call me off air so I can talk to him and help him out because he's owed more than two weeks. If he's having a baby on the way now, he needs this money. It's more important than ever. So he and I really need to chat, and, and I can help him get the, the severance that he's owed, uh, Vince. Vince, that number, 1-855-821-5900. Have your brother use it, 1-855-821-5900, or Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. We'll take one more short break and get the rest of your phone calls. Peter, Alex, you guys are coming up, so hang in there. Lots more of the Employment Hour is right around the corner, right here, Talk Radio AM 640. And we'll squeeze in these last couple of calls. Thanks for waiting, guys. Peter, good evening. How are you? Good afternoon. I mean, good evening, Mr. Soros. How are you, sir? What's going on with you today? I'm good. I had a question for Lior. It's just, uh, it's about a friend of mine. I I put her onto uh, onto your firm, and she's currently dealing with one of your colleagues there, and uh, she was wrongfully dismissed, uh, laid off, and they, they, he says he's got a good case and everything's underway, and she's owed up to 14 months severance. Okay. So. I was thinking, if the company laid her off in the first place because they claim they're having financial difficulties, if uh, and their due date is coming up in a couple of weeks, if they're uh, as found that they owe her, let's say, eight or nine months, how does this company pay if they say they have no money? 
Well, you know the old saying, Peter, you, you can't get blood from a stone, right? And, and, and the same thing happens in, in employment law and, and in every situation. So the reality is if the company doesn't have money, it's a problem. But here's the thing. Uh, if it owes the money, it has to find a way to pay it or it has to go bankrupt. There's no, they can't continue operating and also uh, not pay the money. Now, oftentimes we work on, inst we create an installment plan. So in other words, if they owe 14 months pay, maybe they'll pay, uh, I don't know, four installments of whatever, three and a half thousand, uh, you know, once a month. So that's easier. Because usually it's not even so much about not having money, it's a question of cash flow. So there's a number of, of ways to do that. And my view is this, if they're paying a lawyer to defend them, means that there's something to defend. If they simply didn't have any money, they wouldn't even bother paying a lawyer that say, hey, do, do, your, do your worst, we don't care. Mm -hmm. So it seems to me that there's probably money there and, and that hopefully your friend uh, with our help will be able to recover uh, everything that she's owed. Appreciate that call, Peter. We'll get to you, uh, Alex. Thanks for hanging in. Hi, Alex. How are you? No problem at all. How are you guys tonight? Oh, we're good. What's uh, what's going on with you? What's your concern? All right. So uh, I've been working at this company for about three years. I started on contracts, and then they put me on full-time after a few months. And within the last few months, my workload has just skyrocketed. A bunch of people hmm. essentially moved to different departments, so they're short on people. The job that I specifically do so my workload is more than doubled, and one person already quit because of this because the workload wow. has just increased, and essentially we're salary, so we don't get paid if we do more work, right? We just get paid the salary, and if we have to stay late, we do so at our own option. So, Alex, th this is exactly one of uh, what I was telling our, our caller right at the beginning of the show. Yeah. If your job now has become different, if you've got more responsibilities, you're, it's not the job that you used to have, they're putting more and more on your plate, they're not paying you more, well, that's now potentially a constructive dismissal. In other words, the company's changed the terms of employment, which may give you the option of leaving and requiring the company to pay you severance. So the best advice as a first step is talk to them and say, this is not manageable. you got to do something about this. And, and if they won't, if they say, too bad, you know, it's the way it is, we're not going to do anything, then you and I need to talk and we decide whether it makes sense for you to continue working despite what they're doing or is it better for you to leave there with severance. After three years, you know, you could easily be owed anywhere from three to six months pay depending on, on your age and the type of job. So talk to them. If they won't do anything about it, give me a call, and let's talk about whether or not it makes sense to treat this as a constructive dismissal, Alex. Okay? Good to know. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you, Alex. That number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Just uh, just to recap one more time before we uh, wrap it up, my friend. Severance pay calculator always a good tool to know. Always a great tool if you lost your job to know how much you're owed. Age, position, length of employment are the factors. You go to severancepaycalculator.com. Find out now. Even if you're just curious, if you haven't lost your job but you wanted to know, if your friend lost your job, your brother, your sister, they need to know how much they're owed. Tell them to go to severancepaycalculator.com. Done for now. Back on the weekend shows and, of course, Monday nights at 7 o'clock as well. one 821 5900 is Lior's number. Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com.